0: Hey folks This is the Love of Cinema podcast We like to talk movies If you like to talk movies too You come to the right place
1: Dr. Shyam Lagu And she says that you know people like Kashinath Ganekar, So he says you know Ek rangari, which means there is a painter. Right. Or, oh, you know, for a lack of better word, painter, who paints on walls and everything, and who paints what is demanded of him. And then there is an artist, who, with his own aesthetic, changes the sensibility of a generation. Now, that is a very evolved thought. And it is also the thought and the difference between these two people. And I thought that, if I am talking about Kashinath Ganekar, it will be stupid to just tell a personal story. I wanted to tell the journey of Marathi Theatre. How he came, consolidated the Marathi Theatre when it was floundering with Raigadala Jevaz created a you know, sort of consolidated it with uh, Zali Fule with Lalia. He just took it to another level, the economics changed and then the third turn which Marathi Theatre took was in the form of Dr. Lagu coming in. Now, Kashinath Ganekar was backed by the written word of uh, Pradyapak Vasant Kanetkar, Professor Vasant Karnetkar, an amazing sure. player. All right. Sri Lago had the backing of Vijay Tendulkar. Right. A, f- a storm which was coming in the form of Vijay Tendulkar. So with his writing and uh, uh, Dr. Lago's acting, it was like a doubles match, you know. Karnetkar and Kashinath on one side and Dr. Lagu and uh, uh, Vijay Tendulkar on the other side. I mean, what pleasure and what Joy and what luxury did the Marathi audience have at that point? Absolutely you can
0: fascinating. Welcome back, folks. This is Himanshu, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Love of Cinema podcast. Of late, Indian cinema has seen a spate of biopics. Most of them, however, have been rather lopsided. Almost Hagiographies. One of my favorite films from last year was a film which showed that you can tell a person's life story without turning it into a hagiography. Arnie Dr. Kashinath Ghanekar brought to screen the mercurial rise and the equally spectacular fall of Kashinath Ghanekar, the first superstar of Indian theater. I think the film worked well because it succeeded in showing us everything from the style and flair of Ghanekar, which made him a massive star, to his flaws, his insecurities, his arrogance, which finally brought him down. The film's not only an honest and well-rounded character study, but also an engaging exploration of the fragility and intoxication of stardom. I got a chance to speak with the film's writer and director, Abhijit Deshpande, about Ghanekar as well as another show which he wrote for, Breathe, a compelling crime drama which streams on Amazon. In case you haven't watched it yet, I would recommend it, especially if crime dramas are your cup of tea. Abhijit and I also spoke on a wide variety of other topics, like some of his earlier work with and Nambiar, the challenges of writing for different eras, writing Marathi dialogues for Mumbai-based shows, and Marathi cinema. We chatted about the films being made in Marathi today, the footfalls for Marathi cinema, the kind of cinema we would love to see being made in Marathi, and Marathi screenwriting. In general, Abhijit had some brutally honest takes on where we stand today with regards to that. Abhijit also recommended an excellent film, a film which perhaps many from the current generation might not have seen Vishantaram's Manus, the brilliant social drama which was later remade in Hindi as Admi, a film which Chaplin had raved about. We spoke about the film as well as the remarkably progressive cinematic voice. That was Vishantara. All that on this episode. Just a quick reminder before we move on to my chat with Abhijit. If you like this episode and enjoy similar conversations centered around films and streaming shows, do consider subscribing to our podcast. Our podcast is now live on all major platforms. Also, if you could, please do review us on iTunes. It would be much appreciated. And now, here's our chat. Hi, Abhijit. How are you? I'm good, Manju. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks a lot for talking with us on the podcast.
1: And, Pleasure is entirely
0: mine. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that we could find the time to do this chat. And first of all, let me say, uh, Ani, Dr. Kashinad um, Dhanekar is a brilliant film. I really liked it. It's uh, one of my favorite films from last year. Oh, and, thank you
1: uh, so much. You very kind.
0: And I recommended that to uh, a few of my American friends as well. And some of them have watched it. Some of them are yet to watch it. But those who have watched it have really loved it too. And they had no idea about who this guy is or they have never watched a Marathi film in their life. Okay, okay. That's so nice. Great. So um, the movie is about the intoxication and fragility of stardom. And um, fandom too, just like stardom, can be pretty consuming, if not all-consuming. Was Dimkar's character, uh, the kid who is a fan of um, Ghanikar, an attempt to show that kind of a parallel? Uh,
1: Look, to begin with, uh, I was trying to access a star's life, a superstar's life, which has never been done in uh, cinema before, in Indian cinema. Uh, It's also Marathi cinema. So I was trying to access his life through a lot of other quarters as well. I mean, not just getting into his brain, but I also wanted to build his personality through his family, through his fan, through his boy. Okay. So there is a concept of a boy in Indian cinema or even in Indian theater. There's always this man Friday who's there with most of these stars. And they always have this one guy who will get them alcohol, who will get them women, who will get them uh, food, who will get them everything. And he always remains in the sidelines. you know, Aisai becomes one of the, the, the characters who uh, who is a sort of a boy for Kashinath. So the attempt was to basically access Kashinath Ghanekar through all these quarters. And all these people were representative of who they were. Uh, for example, the fans I wanted to represent through Dinkar So Dinkar character was a very interesting... Uh, the, the, the genesis of this character was a very interesting incident. Uh, somewhere I had read that Kashinath Ghanekar one day received a phone call... From a person who threatened to kill him, said so you will not enter theatre if you enter Shivaji Mandir or wherever you, uh, I'll kill you. Now, uh, and there was nothing found about him. Who, who was the man who made this phone call? What happened? Did the police catch him? Of course, they didn't catch him. But it made me think: Who would this guy be? Who would right. want to kill a person who's already who's not even there on the top at that point of time? Who's down and out? And My analysis led me to the imagination that it could only be someone who's a jilted lover. And when I say jilted lover, I feel even a fan is a a lover, you know? Right, right. And I feel someone who has been extremely disappointed with his star because a lot of love leads to a lot of hate. You know, blind idealization always leads to hatred. I mean, I've seen that happen in my case. And there's so many filmmakers I used to worship. And then when they started making crap movies, I... More than being angry with them or more than being disillusioned, I felt hurt because these are the people who I have idolized all my life. My filmmaking, my sensibilities are based on them. So you don't have a right to make bad films because my identity is actually comes out of your identity. So Dinkar Fule character is that guy. He's a loner, he's a nobody, he's always bullied. And one day he has this whole stroke of uh, uh, a miracle where Kashinath Ghanekar is. You know, his his role model visits him and that guy was everything that Dinkar Phule was all about. Now, when Kashinath collapsed, when I am saying collapse, Kashinath Ghanekar's image started collapsing. When he started making a fool of himself, Dinkar Phule was represented those many fans which got hurt. That generation after generation after generation who watched Kashinath, they all got hurt. A lot of them just left the theatre, they didn't want to watch theatre. There's disillusionment winkurfully right, right. becomes an extreme case of that disillusionment where he says i will destroy you i would rather make you a good memory than allow you to make a fool of yourself so that was winkurfully
0: right right he, he's like the completely obsessed uh, fan and That's i just true. thought it was quite interesting like how um, because one arc is showing how you know gardener stardom is all-consuming, and he's completely drunk on his fandom, uh, stardom. And yeah. then on the other hand, we have uh, Dinkar Phule, who is sort of drunk on his fandom, because, you know, like you said, his world revolves around this person.
1: Yeah, more than drunk, I what I would say is that he's... Uh, that is what he's all about, you know. Uh, like if identity, you ask it, right. Yeah, I mean, that's his identity. I'm Kashinath's fan. That's his identity.
0: Right. Interesting. So
1: it's his survival, I would say, more than being drunk on it. It's, it's who he's about.
0: Right, right. It's even worse than <laughs> right. Yeah, it's even worse than that. Right, right. Now, the movie also lends a window to the dynamics and personal politics of the Marathi Theatre's golden era, so to speak. Yes. You know, with the thread uh, between uh, Dr. Shriram Lagu and Ghanekar. And uh, I was reading about this, and some never acknowledged Ghanekar as an actor. In fact, I recently saw Vikram Gokhale on a popular Marathi interview show, uh, Mazakatta, where he called him a ham. And I wanted to take you back to the time when you were researching for the film and ask you if there indeed was a divide, so to speak, when it came to acknowledging Garnaker's craft.
1: Oh yeah, you've done your homework well. I must congratulate you for that. (laughs) Thank you. So look, uh, uh, when you talk about the golden era, uh, obviously you're talking about Uh, someone who has created this golden era. A golden era doesn't come on its own. There is someone who becomes a trigger point, so to say, who brings it. And Kashinath Ghanekar, I can uh, uh, very uh, comfortably say that he's the one who got the golden era of Marathi Theatre. Because what he did or what what happened was in 1966, uh, the youth started coming to the Marathi Theatre. And that was largely because of Lalia, the character. So that changed the dynamics, that changed the economics of the theater. And when the economics change, obviously, uh, a lot of other things also around it change. Uh, But what happens, and uh, this is uh, also empirically, I can also say, and it's also an observation which happens in uh, mostly all uh, industries and all uh, cultures, that when there is someone reening out there, there is always that someone who, there's always, whenever there is a champion, there's always a challenger. Because if there is no challenger, then the champion, then there is no champion. I mean, they feed on to each other. I mean, why does a champion remain a champion? Because he is always insecure about someone will displace me. Someone will displace me. That insecurity also leads them to destruction. But insecurity also leads them to survive, and it's 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 their essential fuel which makes them survive. So to talk about this interesting rivalry. Uh, see, to be honest, there is no book in this world which mentions about this rivalry. There is no book. There was, it was only a bit of research that led me to do this. But uh, what happened between 1966 to 1969, Kashinath had a free hand. He was ruling like nobody's business. Everything that he was doing was sort of getting applause, getting acceptance and getting the uh, the the love of the people. And then what you start doing is that you start imitating yourself. You start following your own self. You start becoming your own role model. Your your and and when you see, I mean, after the film, you know, people approach me, they take pictures, they sort of take autographs and all. And this is maybe a fraction of what Kashinath must have faced. Even this fraction makes me feel good. Imagine what Kashinath must be going through to do that 3 times a day, every day, 7 days a week, 30 days a month. What you do is that you start falling in love with yourself and that closes basically closes all doors to argument, to dissent, to learning and to improvisation. You don't want to grow, you don't want to change. You think this is it, this is the patthar ki lakir. Now what happens is that that becomes your recipe That becomes your defense mechanism to stay who you are and to maintain your stardom. But the people are evolving. The people are growing, especially the Marathi audience. Because Marathi audience has grown up on great literature, on plays, literature, reading, newspapers, novels. So they have a certain sensibility which is ever-changing and which is only evolving. Now what starts happening is that for three years you are having a free run and now people want something more from you, but they also want the same things from you. Now what happens is that then suddenly this guy comes, Dr. Shyam Lagu, he's come from the British theatre. He's come from, he's he's learned theatre outside. So what he does is that, there are two ways in which you can rub you can make a line small. One is if you rub a line or second is if you draw a line which is bigger than that line. What Shyam Lagu did is that he didn't try to destroy Kashinath. He made his own stature so big and so great that uh, uh, Kashinath suddenly started looking like a ham in front of him. Uh, when we, when I did Nata Samrat, when we were promoting Nata Samrat, uh, we had the opportunity to visit Dr. Lagu. We started our campaign from his house. We took his blessings and there we started our promotional campaign. So, uh, even in that age, uh, he told us one thing, what was his brief for doing the uh, play Nata Samrat. He's, by the way, you must be knowing, He's the first Nata Samrat. His whole thing was that it was high melodrama with restraint. He had to feel everything but express only this much. Now you understand Manchu where I'm coming from. Right, yeah, yeah. Here is a man who's playing to the galleries and who's completely about expression, who's about projection, who's about taking those artificial pauses, waiting for people to react. And on the opposite side, there is this man who's saying that I'm going to feel everything, I'm going to do everything, but express only so much. I'm going to create an audience of my own. So the whole approach between a designer and a tailor, where a tailor Achha, you want this I will give you this you want a red shirt I will give you a red shirt you want half sleeves I will give you half sleeves that's a tailor who gives people what they want and there is a designer who say boss I am going to create my own designs and you better change your aesthetic according to how I create which is why I have kept that line when where the woman interviews uh, uh, Dr. Shriam Lagu and she says that you know people like Kashinath Ganekar, so he says you know Ekasto which means there is a painter. Right. Or, oh, you know, for lack of better word, painter who paints on walls and everything and who paints what is demanded of it. And then there is an artist who, with his own aesthetic, changes the sensibility of a generation. Now, that is a very evolved thought. And it is also the thought and the difference between these two people. And I thought that if I am talking about Kashinath Ghanekar, it will be stupid to just tell a personal story. I wanted to tell the journey of Marathi Theatre. How he came, consolidated the Marathi Theatre when it was floundering with Raigadala created a you know, sort of consolidated it with uh, Ashrunji Zalifule, with Lalia. He just took it to another level, the economics changed and then the third turn which Marathi Theatre took was in the form of Dr. Lagu coming in. Now Kashinath Ghanekar was backed by the written word of Uh, Pradeepak Vasant Kanetkar, Professor Vasant Kanetkar, an amazing player. right, Shriyam Lagu had the backing of Vijay Tendulkar, right? Of a storm which was coming in the form of Vijay Tendulkar. So, with his writing and uh, uh, Dr. Lagu's acting, it was like a doubles match, you know. Kanetkar and Kashinath on one side, and Dr. Lagu and uh, uh, Vijay Tendulkar on the other side. I mean, what pleasure and what joy and what luxury did the Marathi audience have at that point? Absolutely. You can
0: Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was my
1: whole access point to uh, creating this rivalry. But just to sum this sort of discussion up uh, on this particular topic, it was a three-way rivalry at that time. kashinath Ganekar, Dr. Sriram Lungu, and another great actor called Sadeesh Dubashig. Right.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to ask you, Abhijit. So you said um, Ghanekar started, um, you know, stormed in around 1966, right? Uh 62,
1: Rai was again 66, he became a superstar.
0: Okay. Now uh, if we just look at the uh, era before 62, who was uh, getting the top billing on uh, Marathi stage? No,
1: no, no. So after the Bal Gandharva era,
0: yeah. There was a void. Okay, okay, gotcha. And so there, there was there a was big Balgandharva,
1: there was there was not this kind of a I mean it was not like people waiting to just touch him. You know, there, it was not this kind of a reverence. See Bal Gandharva was always revered, was his god. You know, he's 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 someone who you know we we can just look up to him. We right. can't talk to him. Kashinath right. is like hey kasha. There was an ownership in that phantom. There was a sense of ownership. I can abuse you. I can say that hey Lalya Salaya Yena Igalia. So there was a sense of reverence that people had for Kashinath.
0: That's a great point, right? Yeah. Interesting. You know, there are so many uh, small nuggets in the film, you know, which um, I would love to talk with you sometime or some other time, because we need to cover a lot of other stuff uh, today. But um, another thing I really loved about the film is the production design. I think you guys did a great job in terms of uh, recreating that particular era. Uh, Could you tell us more about how much of it was shot on specially designed sets? For example, the theater scenes, the interior, the exterior of theater were those sets, or is that so, uh, so, um, shot on location?
1: No, there are two three aspects to it. So uh, also, I would like to acknowledge uh, my art director Santosh Futane, my associate uh, director Mitali Majan who's also an architect, so she was also sort of overseeing the entire production design. Uh, and Prasad Sutar who did the VFX for this. So look, we were when uh, when it comes to a Marathi film, we, we obviously have to operate in constraints, uh, budgetary constraints. So uh, we were talking about 1960s. It's an era which is a very caught up era. It's very difficult to create that era. So there are three things which help us create an era. One is of course your clothes. Second is of course the lingo that you speak and third is of course the architecture. Now with the help of these three things, we are going to transport people into back into that era. So Nachiket Barve, who did the costumes for the film, uh, he did a fabulous job uh, in terms of the research and everything. Uh, Santosh Putani, so, uh, who was doing the art design so what we realized is that there were some structures the roads, uh, I mean the buildings and all not everything we will be able to create on VFX so we built a set of Shivaji Mandir we couldn't shoot on real location because Shivaji Mandir now has changed so we built a built of uh, uh, the exterior of Shivaji Mandir and the interiors we shot in 4-5 theatres near Sangli, Miraj, and uh, uh, Ichal Karanji because those theatres are still caught up in that era, there is still time in the time capsule, you know. So, we could get those interiors of those theatres, which were there at that time. Then we also shot in a theatre called uh, Sang, which is there in Girgaon. Uh, so, we sort of mixed and matched shots of the stage the audiences and a lot of space because I wanted to show you a theatre. I wanted to show you a voyeuristic outlook towards theatre. Not the, as you, when you go as an audience, you see a theatre in a certain way. But I wanted to take you backstage. I wanted to take you in the green room. I wanted to take you at the light and sound room. I wanted to take you into the corridors. I wanted to show you what happens before an actor's entry. So I wanted to give you a 360 degree uh, uh, tour of the theatre when you come to watch the film. So, uh, I found a lot of these spaces in theatres near Sangli, Ichelkaranji uh, and Miraj. Uh, so, we married that with Saitya Sang, and that's how we created the interiors of the this thing. Of course, we had to redo a little bit here and there uh, so as to give it a complete look. Uh, but that is to answer your question about how we created the And the sets we did uh, relied a bit on the research. Um, and we we had to build the sets of ashrujis ali pulle Zagete, Kasisa, Chandra, and all the natasamrat all those. that those sure. are the sets which, which we had to build from the from the uh, beginning uh, and also we used uh, to create the exterior of mumbai we used a bit of uh, bit of the set that we built and uh, a bit of the vfx to extend and to give depth to it because yeah. not everything was possible for me in the given budget to create on um,
0: uh, in real, you know. Otherwise, I would have loved to build old Mumbai as a city. Right, right, but it's costly, right? I understand.
1: It is very costly. Yeah, but
0: it's it, it's wonderfully done. It's wonderfully done. I'm and sure. um, I got to ask you this: Is the camera used on the sets of uh, Pendarkar's film is that a real uh, camera or is that a prop?
1: Yes, so that's a uh, uh, I forget the name. It's a Mitchell camera. It's a Mitchell camera.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so it is an actual real camera. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: it's a real. In fact, if you see during Gomu Santina the song yes. the way it begins he goes he passes that camera so that's also the that's the same one
0: yeah we ordered that yeah oh wow so uh you you guys bought a new camera for this or you got it from no. some
1: uh... uh i mean the camera that is shown in the film yeah. that is shooting no we didn't buy it because uh that guy doesn't sell it and he's the only guy and he's very particular and careful about his camera Right. So, uh, yeah, so, I'm just surprised
0: he let you borrow it outdoors and everything.
1: So. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, he, he's always there with his camera. Uh, Because, it, see, that is the sort of detailing that we did for the film. And uh, what we did was that we did every detailing and we pushed it in the background. So I did not give you a close-up of the camera to just boast. So, you know, this is the kind of detailing we are doing. We don't want to do that, you know. That's cheap. That's stupid. Right, you don't want to make that the center of the film, right? No, I, because uh, I don't take names, but films have done that. They have done some bit of research somewhere, and then they want to show the audience to see we have done the research. That makes no sense. I mean, that's uh, that's bad aesthetic.
0: Now, um, I was just talking a minute about, uh, ago about the small nuggets from the movie which I really liked, and this particular scene which I also liked is the scene where uh, Pendarkar tells uh, Raja Paranspe that perhaps he should consider Hanakar for lot And is that something yes. which really happened, or is that something you wrote in? Uh, both, actually. In, in the uh, sense, to, uh, as a suggestion from Pendarke.
1: Uh I don't remember whether it actually happened in reality or no, but uh, Rajaparanspeh was assisting on Maratha Tituka Milwa. And it is only after that that he did Patluck, So, And see, I was also, see, when it comes to screenplay, now whatever character you build up, you establish, you have to give the justice to it. So I thought it is uh, pretty much in the world of the film if the suggestion comes from... Uh, because that gives me a great scene where he says that Kashinath is like an assortment of food grains. There are also some pebbles and some stones in it, but you need to know what to pick. Which sort of makes a statement on him that he is a mixed bag, you know. And then he's also saying that, you know, you should give him patlak. So somewhere that is also the uh, uh, Balji Mendarkar's, as a director's observation, that this guy is waiting for claps, this guy is stupid, but he's also talented. So it is a fact that he is talented, but he's also a little whimsical. So that was sort of that statement that you should take him in Patlak is a bigger statement than saying that he's mad and he's an assortment of food grains. So that sort of sums up Balji Bendarka's judgment of Kashina.
0: Right. And that right.
1: line, by the way, he said it in real. Huh? He said it in real. Oh, he had okay. said it to Kanchan that he's an assortment of many food grains, and it, you should know what to pick from him. And I thought, instead I, of it being just him saying it in isolation to Kanchan, what if he says it to Raja Paranspe? Very so that interesting. Sort of, because uh, then it, 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 it acquires a bit of legitimacy and it acquires meaning. A director telling other director, another director that you cast him, but you
0: should know what to pick from. Makes sense, yes. Yeah. Now, um, Abhijit, let's move on to Breathe now because we have to uh, have a lot of uh, questions to ask you. So, okay. uh, another show which I really liked and um, the core theme of the show is essentially, uh, you know, limits a common man will breach uh, in the interest of uh, his family's well-being. An age-old theme, very similar to Breaking Bad, a show I adore. Uh, right. Was Breaking Bad one of your inspirations uh, behind? I've not uh, watched You haven't watched it? No. Oh, okay. But I want to watch it because
1: uh, I was told that Shah Rukh Khan loves that show and I love Shahrukh Khan. So,
0: <laughs> that's why I wanted to watch it's it. It's a wonderful I show. I think, I think you will
1: love it. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you, uh, the core idea of Breathe is not mine. It belongs to Mayank Sharma. And yes. Mayank Sharma and his writer, Vikram Thuli, they developed that uh, into some sort of a written material. And uh, obviously, then they knew that there was a lot of work to be done on that. That's when they got me on board. Now, what my contribution to Breathe, essentially, apart from the dialogues and apart from creating the world of the character, apart from creating the lingo, the spoken lingo and the difference between the lingos and giving uh, character through dialogue, apart from all these things, is basically zeroing down on what is the core theme and, and making these two characters, uh, Madhavan and Amit Sadh. So, here I thought, okay, what if it's the story of these two guys, one who's already faced a tragedy, the other is about to face a tragedy, and their lives intertwining. Now, when we zeroed down on this statement, we suddenly got the structure of the film. And that's yeah. how we are able to build their characters and dig deeper into their characters.
0: And I loved uh, the, many of the things that uh, the show does. Um, one of those things is the motifs uh, from a buddy cop genre, you know, with respect to the dynamic between uh, Amit Shah and Rishikesh uh, Joshi. And yeah, that's very yeah. 80s, 90s, Hollywood-ish, uh, you know, if you will. That's even done today. Our hero ka dost is like always there. Yes, yes. They're also it <laughs> in sacred <laughs> games. Everyone right. does. Right, right. But I think it kind of tips us I had to, you know, some of those, again, those old uh, 80s, 90s Hollywood films like 48 Hours and uh, Leather Weapon. Are you guys fans of those movies? Just wondering.
1: I haven't seen. i, I tell you, Imranju, honestly, yeah. uh, I don't watch too many films. So I've not watched oh, for really? 48 okay. Hours. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But I've watched a lot of uh, Amitabh Bachchan films and Hindi uh, yes, cinema I've watched a lot. Yes. So, uh, but even there you had a hero, hero ka dost or a cop and a sidekick. Because see what happens is that this character is a very brooding sort of a character, and a lot of the thoughts that uh, I wanted to externalize, I couldn't because because he won't talk too much. So I wanted someone who is around him would make him vocal about that, and with whom he can discuss. See, because it's very difficult. Now let's talk about the art, uh, the craft of screenplay writing. When you read a book, it's very easy to communicate that Amit Shah is sitting here and thinking that he should be doing this, 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 this. It's very easy to do that. In a screenplay on movie, in cinema, how will you externalize these thoughts? That's why you create characters which will help you externalize. That's where Amit starts, talk, starts talking to Rishikesh Zoshi and that's how you understand what is going on in his mind. This is a very basic example I am giving you. So, But, but the, the craft of screenplay writing essentially entails you to make characters which will help you externalize a lot of things which you can otherwise not be able to, because of the medium of cinema.
0: And uh, some of the Marathi writing for uh, Rishikesh Joshi's part was quite effective too, I thought. It was head yeah, yeah, and shoulders above, somewhat shallow Marathi dialogues found on some of the other Hindi shows. Was that yeah. something that he improvised or you and he worked on? Right, uh, he completely, we...
1: Uh, see, what happened is that, uh, you know, uh, when you talk about Mumbai, Mumbai is probably the only city in the world which... Changes dialect every 10 kilometers. The, the Marathi that is spoken in Varsoa, where I stay, and the fishermen and all, everyone stays there, is very different from the Marathi that is spoken in Ville Parle, is very different from the Marathi spoken in Lower Parel, is very different from the Marathi which is spoken in Girgaon, and is very different from the Marathi which is spoken in say, Bhandup and those areas. So, you imagine the versatility that the city offers in terms of lingo. Now, what we do in our laziness of writing is that, so we will use, we lose nuance, we lose uh, variety. What I wanted to do was that I wanted to explore that aspect also. So, Rishi essentially stays in a chawl. I wanted that sort of a lingo to come this thing. Cop speaking has to be different. Amit sir is also Marathi in that as in placer. So that sort of a, which may had given him some lines, I don't remember whether he's taken that or not, but I am sure he has. So his Marathi will be a little different. To the Marathi of a ch- chief minister who is talking, you know, I mean may not necessarily talk in Marathi, chief minister, uh, uh, the commissioner, DCB or commissioner, whoever that was. So That pop, will pop, be slightly right. different, you know, because they come from a higher class of Marathi. So I wanted to essentially explore the city through the language that it speaks
0: yeah it yeah. and feels very real i mean it feels uh, yes. it, it it's very real it it feels like you are actually in mumbai you know as opposed to some of the other shows that i thought that the uh, marathi dialogue especially it seems kind of fabricated you know uh, yeah and, you so know it, it well, obviously I must would... have helped since you yourself are a maharashtrian so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gonna that to make that a difference
1: and uh, also the credit to the actors rishikesh Zoshi oh, and definitely, uh,
0: yes. Both uh, definitely
1: uh, even the other actors because see essentially i will write it then i'll rewrite it And I'll make it conversational. But eventually they are the ones who have to carry it. They have to take the right pauses. They have to, you know, sort of deliver it. So complete uh, credit to them, uh, you know, uh, because I have in the past seen my good lines being butchered. So at that time I blamed the actor. So if my good lines are becoming good or remaining good, I have to credit the actor there. So obviously there, complete credit to
0: them. Now uh, you have worked on uh, David and Shaitan with Vijay uh, uh, Nambia, right. right? Yes. And for this, you you also wrote the dialogues, correct? Yes. Okay. Now I wanted to ask you about David uh, in particular. Now all uh, three different stories in that picture happen in different parts of the world and in a different era. Can you tell us right. what uh, what what goes in behind the craft of writing dialogue for different eras um, and uh, you know different parts of the world and at this same time, making it, um, you know, seem like one whole unit.
1: No, I think it's a luxury, I feel, because uh, there is an obvious expectation here that you have to make dialogues which are from three different worlds. When there is an obvious expectation, it's it's a job easy done, you know. So, you know, okay, one has to be from London, one has to be from uh, wherever, Goa or Mangalore or wherever, and uh, one has to be from Bombay. So, you know, there are these obvious three worlds and so you write accordingly, you know. Uh, what you do there is that you try to pick up some local nuance. You try to call up your friends who are from there. You try to pick up some words, something, somewhere. Uh, like, uh, war blocks and all that. The, those sort of words that I use for the Goa thing. You know, uh, analogies about fish. Uh, examples about that. So you try to go and explore that world a little more deeper. So that happens. But that brings me to dialogue, essentially as a craft. Uh, what I feel is that uh, we try to make things uniform, and that is where we lose nuance. Like I said before, no two people speak the same. So if I say you are a Marathi from who lives in America, you still speak Himanchu different from my cousin who lives in America and who is also Marathi. Now, if I just say NRI Marathi, and I'll ber- make both your conversations same, then I'm being stupid about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So here is a chance for a writer or dialogue writer to give character to his dialogue. Now that becomes a very essential part of dialogue writing, which not a lot of our colleagues essentially
0: practice, but they should. Right. And it is that much more challenging because like you said, uh, now again, there are three different styles that need to be carried off by the respective actors again as a whole.
1: Yeah. But what I'm saying is that in David, it was relatively easier for me to do than it was in Shaitan because Shaitan, everyone is from Bombay. Hmm. Most, of, most of the characters. So then how do I make Rajiv Khandelwal different from a dash? Uh, as in uh, the the cop different from uh, Dushan Sao, Ushif Pandit. And Dushan Sao different from uh, Gulshan Devia, which is uh, KC. So how do I make that different? And I have still made them different. Sure. And of course, credit to the actors also because they carried it very well.
0: Shaitan is also a good film. I really like that film as well.
1: Yeah, but that is completely a director's film. So, complete credit to Bijoy Nambir for the kind of film that he made.
0: Now, Abhijit, I wanted to chat with you about Marathi cinema just in general as to where we stand. And I had a few questions and wanted to get your insight on those. So, you know how we have seen a mini kind of a renaissance uh, of sort over the last few years when it comes to Marathi cinema. Several good films um, across the board, if I may say so, in terms of themes, genres that are being made. Yet, we don't see the kind of footfalls for Marathi cinema, which we would expect for good content, good films. Now, I understand that, you know, we can't really compare ourselves with uh, the South, uh, with their regional cinema, because the film culture in South is much more reverent. It's heavily star-centric, that kind of a thing. But why do you think we don't see footfalls for Marathi cinema, which are commensurate, uh, with the improved caliber of the films being made?
1: Why don't we see footfalls for Marathi cinema? Yes. If you want that answer in one line, I can say, uh, because we make shit films.
0: But that's not... Uh, I, I would disagree with you in uh, when I look at the past few years, right? I mean, there have been some very good films that have been made. Okay, so uh,
1: if I can just throw across a statistic, uh, around 120 films are made a year. Out of that, around 70 release. Uh, for a good year, for a very, very good year, like 2018 we have four hit films. Four in a single year has never happened in the history of Marathi cinema. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let
0: let me stop you there for a minute, if I may, and ask you, for those uh, four films, did we have footfalls which were commensurate with uh, those uh, films' expectations?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, uh, Kashinath Ghanikar, uh, uh, then which other film? Naaar, uh, Mumbai Bune Mumbai because it's a franchise film.
0: There was and also a Mulchi pattern,
1: right? Mulshi pattern. Four films have done well. If you look at 2017, which the films have done well? Nothing. 2016, two films did well. Nata Samrat, Sairat. That's it.
0: So you still think that the overall percentage of the films that are being made are not... Uh...
1: No, yeah. no, no, we are, we are making very bad films. Let me, because see, it's, it's a, uh, like, when I talk to people in Hindi and all, they are hey, mein kya kam what, you know, great work we are doing. No, we are not doing great work. That's a very sad thing. And the point is, there are certain lobbies here, and I don't want to take it in the name of any city or something, who are very happy in their own coterie, who are very happy in their own circle, who will scratch the, each other's backs and say, you made a good film, and you will say that I made a good film. And we are happy with that status quo. We don't acknowledge the fact that we are making shit cinema. The part of solving a problem is to acknowledge that there is a problem, right? Unless we don't acknowledge that we are making bad films, how will we take steps to improve it? Now, why is it a reason that we are making bad films? Now, let's not just bitch about it or let's not just make this a, a crib session. Let's look at the problems. Let's look at the, uh, uh, the causes why it. we are making right. cinema, uh, making bad films and then we also come to solutions but the reason why we are making good uh, we are we are not making good cinema is because we are not acknowledging craft as an essential part of cinema so we all come from theater we all come from literature most of us do we feel that a good story is a good film but no boss a good story doesn't ensure a good film because a good story has to be translated to the screen in terms of a good screenplay we have good story writers, but we have horrible screenplay writers. Sorry, we don't even have one single one single writer who is worth his salt or Marathi writer. Not one single writer who is a good screenplay writer. We don't have one single writer who I can say I want to be like him. Who I can say that, you know, this is the man who can change. Not one good screenplay writer. So what happens is that we make good stories, bad screenplays, and then we don't know how to tell our screenplays On the screen with the help of camera. Of course, all of that is changing. I mean, uh, the camera part is changing because we are getting good technicians. People are learning. All that is changing. But unless you have good screenplays,
0: Himanshu, how will we be able to tell our stories better? So you're saying uh, essentially the problem is with the content. I mean, if you make... If the content was good, uh, the footfalls would be uh, reflective in the numbers. That's what you're saying. Yeah, look. Subot Bhave
1: gave Kashinath Ghanekar... Uh, it was a successful film by God's grace and by people's love and expectations. Now you look at all the same ingredients, you put them into some other bag, which is not backed by a good screenplay. I am not saying this because I was a part of that screenplay. Just look at, you know, it will not be a good recipe. It will not be. The problem is, we don't understand that screenplay as a craft exists. Anyone writes, anyone comes across takes a paper and a pen and starts writing. And then they shoot that also. And then they even scratch each other's back. They have these film festivals specially designed for certain cities where those people operate heavily on biases that, you know, it is your film, so I will take it. Then those they'll gather 10, 15 people, 20 people, 50 people and they'll do wawa. They will not be looking at box office numbers. They will not look at anything else. And then they'll be happy. And then they'll go back and again start doing the same crap again and again and again. And we continue to be at the same place where we were ten, 10 years ago. It's a very sad thing. Unless someone tells them that you are doing crap, you will not be able to do better.
0: I see. So you're saying first, um, we, are, we are not even acknowledging the fact that. you are not uh, acknowledging it. Yeah. Right. And that certainly has to be the first step towards uh, understanding that there is a problem and we got to fix that.
1: Yeah, and plus also there is there should be some education in writing for a lot of our writers of in terms of what is screenplay and what is the craft of screenplay. Now here everyone is a vidwan, everyone thinks that they, thinks that he knows everything. So then where will you take steps to improve your craft? A Sachin Tendulkar, in spite of scoring a century against Australia, next day he will still be going in the nets and practicing. Na? He'll not say I've scored a century. I'm Sachin Tendulkar, so I'm done, boss. I'm God. Because next day it's a new inning. He's still batting on zero again, and that's why Sachin Tendulkar. But here everyone is a champion. We have done something somewhere, somewhere in the past. So we will. Why should we improve? And there's no one even to tell you around that you are bad. Everyone thinks you are good, as in your own country. So that's the problem.
0: And what about these um, things I see on the social media, like, uh, for example, all these uh, writers labs and workshops, um, they must be turning out some, you know, good young talent who could write. No. So what
1: we at uh, Screenwriters Association are trying to do is trying to exactly solve this problem, which the Marathi industry also faces, and even the Hindi film industry faces The lack of craft and lack of writers. What we are trying to do is that we are trying to encourage younger talent to come out and not just tell their stories but also inculcate in them the discipline of craft. Because craft is something which can be learnt. Writing is something which is natural. But only natural talent amounts to nothing, as we have seen. It has to be backed by great craft. We are taking initiatives to do that, but we need to do that a little more. And uh, we need a lot of support from the industry also. We need uh, uh, funding, we need a uh, lot of the practical and administrative problems have to be solved uh, so as to because our intentions are noble and we really want Newer, younger voices to be heard, to be seen and to be coming to the fore. We don't don't want old, jaded people who are happy in their gloom and luxury to be writing. Comfort zone, yeah. We don't want that. We want younger people
0: to come. And how do you think the… Writers in the south have managed uh, to come up with amazing some I'm fresh, a big fan um, the south. writing. And so, are yeah, they yeah. working on like uh, understudy programs or what kind of?
1: Um, oh, no, see, you know. I I don't know what discipline they are going through or what uh, education they are going through, but I'm sure they must be having their own film schools and they must... see. But uh, you know, the kind of cinema that they make is in itself a great uh, doctrine to learn from. Like I watch a lot of films in the south; they are great in terms of the craft. Tamil is completely different from Telugu. Telugu is different from Malayalam. I mean, all these these three industries, they are taking the world by storm.
0: Yeah, and And each of them has their own uh, separate, unique voice.
1: And they have a a unique signature. And they are maintaining that and they are boasting about it. Here, what in Marathi we are trying to do is that now we are trying to remix films from the South. Why do you want to do that? I don't understand.
0: And do you You think think now with the onset of streaming, um, things will change a little bit, Uh, people... um, there might be more um, talent that might be attracted uh, towards writing uh, for Marathi cinema.
1: They should be. See, what we are doing, we, what we are trying, planning to do is a script lab in association with the Script Writers Association and getting some, a big producer on board. So we'll be inculcating this sense of discipline in the writers, we'll be giving them exposure, we'll be giving them expert guidance, we'll be giving them some workshops, some training sessions and we'll be asking them to, we'll selecting the four, five, six writers and giving them a certain incubation environment for their stories so that those ideas, those good concepts can be translated into great screenplays. And then we will also be giving them backup so that, you know, uh, great screenplays now will make them into films, also giving them opportunities and we will be doing that year on year and year and we will be trying to increase that bandwidth from 6 to 8, 8 to 12 and you know maybe having more of these programs.
0: Mm, right. Another film that I really liked uh, from last year, uh, not a Marathi film, it was supposed to be made in Marathi be, uh, before, I think, uh, is uh, Tumbad, which I really love. Oh, yeah, I love that film. And uh, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, Rahi Barve wasn't able to make that in Marathi. But I sometimes wonder if those kind of films were made in Marathi and they were a success or at least got the critical acclaim like Thumbad did. Would that change the equation a little bit? Because then we would see, you know, more kind of genre cinema and, you know, young kids really like genre uh, stuff, you know, because that's what like graphic novels and, you know, comics and everything is. And they really dig that. So I'm, um, you know, sometimes I wonder what kind of a difference that would have made.
1: So that could have made a difference. I'm very happy that that film was made in uh, Hindi. I'm happy for Rai Anil Barve, who's also first time director, and I can understand the pains and uh, tribulations of a first time director. So I'm very happy for him. But I'm very sad for Marathi cinema that that film didn't get made in Marathi.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. Because that would have uh, uh,
1: brought in a lot of uh, international attention to that. See what happened with Rashomon. Rashomon won the best foreign language film. It won the Venice, uh, I'm talking about way back, uh, the Venice, uh, the biggest prize and all. And it moved the whole world's focus to Japanese cinema. And then that was the start of a whole revelation in Japanese cinema. So similar, I don't see why. And it is that one film which does that, you know. It is that one film. And Tumbad I feel uh, had the potential of doing that
0: yeah and especially i you know uh, the one thing that i really always think about is that we have this kind of a treasure trove of uh, marathi literature and even contemporary like uh, you know relatively contemporary modern uh, marathi novels and everything like imagine something like a you know a frank miller kind of um, animation from uh, around uh, woven around the story of safikar uh, brothers or uh, nice. you know like a noir set in uh, konkan you know and um, Maybe in black and white or something like that. I mean, I would love to watch films like these.
1: See, uh, there are two things to it. One is uh, these ideas that you just spoke about are not going to come from 50 plus age directors. Mm -hmm. They are only going to come from newer and younger directors and writers. Okay, I'm generalizing, but that is how it is going to be.
0: So And, and you're saying response. that it's the 50-plus who are usually the decision-makers? Is that what you're trying to imply?
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that these are the... And there's nothing wrong in that because we have some very good... Manish as is a 50-plus director, but I love him. Absolutely. So, uh, so, you know, there are exceptions. But I'm saying largely, what are we doing to inculcate the younger voices? As an industry, what are we doing? What is the industry? What are the stakeholders doing to make sure that a younger voice is, a younger script is sort of, sees the light of the day. You still want to keep making the same old shit again and again and again. It's And then now the whole
0: thing of sequels, you know, it's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah, there, there is this tendency to get caught up between, you know, what's working. And, and not again. just Marathi. Again and again and again.
1: No, 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 because see, even Hollywood is doing the same thing here.
0: Yeah.
1: It's doing sequels. It's doing uh, franchise films. Of course, their budgets and everything allow them to make unique franchise films. But eventually, they're doing the same thing, right? And they're doing spin-offs, and then they're doing characters, and then blah, 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 blah. Here also, we keep making this, then this is two, then three, and how long will you keep doing that? How will oh guy mar na, itna
0: to All right, moving on. Um, let let me ask you this abhijit what's the one thing uh from the world of films which you as a creative artist think about a lot or uh you know in your spare time or you know whenever you're um by yourself but you rarely get an opportunity to talk about on a public forum or uh, publicly any particular aspect of filmmaking or like uh, we already talked about where marathi cinema stands and why uh what the problems are and why they're there anything else other than that
1: no, biopics, generally, I do think of them a lot and I feel that been largely disappointed with all the biopics that have come
0: in Indian cinema. Largely. Reason being?
1: Uh, two reasons. One is lack of craft. Second, and But the bigger reason is because we, in every biopic, we try to pay, to pay tribute to the person. We make it about revering him. We make it about, oh, wow, what a great man. We don't explore the human inside the champion. We don't show gray shades. We don't show dilemmas. We don't show conflicts. We just ha achievement, 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 good, 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 sugarcoating everything.
0: Then we even... But see, that's co- the thing, right? I mean, uh, again, uh, I totally agree with what you're saying, but, you know, in uh, day and age where every little thing is, uh, you know, being contrived by some political group or, you know, some group somewhere, how do you go about making something that is so balanced and so true to the subject matter? I mean, you, you, uh, you, it, uh, it, it's going to be a heck of a task to do anything besides hagiography.
1: Uh, yeah, but look, I'm not trying to present a very Puritan point of view or a very, uh, senselessly romantic sort of a thing that, you know, sure. write, writers should keep writing and then let's see what happens. See, we have, we operate in practical environment. We operate in a world where everything is politicized, uh, We are operating in funny times right now. But when you out of no compulsion, no constraint, when you go out of your way and when you falsify history, just to make a few bucks and when you certify that a certain person is an innocent guy and a victim of circumstances and not a terrorist or was such a sweet and a vulnerable person, then you are being dishonest to your craft, to your art. Then that is not required. That was not required.
0: Right. right. That, that's, that's, that's merely propaganda.
1: Right. See, propaganda or whatever you are saying, or just being a good friend, I don't know. But I feel very, very disappointed when you see such kind of falsehood. Especially from people who I rever, you know. Then your gods fall. And when a god fall, it's not a good, good thing. You know, it's not a good thing. So somewhere, see, there are two types of corruptions. One is the corruption that happens because of constraint and one is the corruption that happens because of imagination. Now, this is purely a corruption of imagination and that is not allowed. You're not allowed to do that.
0: What are a couple of biopics that you would like to see or you would like to make, uh, given a free hand?
1: <laughs> Actually, I'm already making a couple of them. So, Oh, really? Can you know. talk about them? Or? No, I can't right now okay. because, you know, we're still trying to figure out permissions and uh, the paperwork is still- fair enough so that is uh, but uh, one bi- but if you ask me that biopic that I would have loved to make uh, I would have loved to make a Bal Thakre biopic
0: yes you know what uh, even more than a, um, just a Thakre biopic what I would have loved to watch is a film on Sharat Pawar George Fernandez and Bal Thakre and their changing relationship and their friendship dynamics yes yes absolutely what, what mean, a true. heck of a story that would be
1: yes but even in that film, I would not eulogize Thakre. I would not pay tribute to Sharut Power, And I would not sugarcoat George Fernandez. I would show them for who they are. But I can promise you, Manchu, the way you took Kashinath home when you watched the film. When you exit that film, you would take all these three characters home. That would be my bigger challenge. In make, showing them for who they are. And yet making them understandable to you.
0: And I, you know, I mean, I I, 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 uh, I doubt if we will ever get to see any kind of a picture like this, at least not in our lifetime, maybe, you know, after 100 years or something, <laughs> the party will no know more or see, something.
1: No, uh, like a lot of people pointed out in the reviews of Kashinan and all that, for the first time they were seeing a biopic where you're showing the character, the, the lead character, the main character doing all sorts of rubbish, showing him for who he is. And yet people liked him. Yet people did not. Oh, you, you know, you destroyed our legend. No, because you took him home because you understood where he's coming from.
0: Right, so, but I uh, don't Abhijit, see- let, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you a question, and um, uh, 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 I expect an honest response from you. Let's yes. say that if Ghanekar was associated with some kind of political party at some point in time, do you think uh-huh. he could have ran into trouble? I'm we still sure ran into trouble have, with a uh,
1: political party. Oh really? Okay, which one? Uh, so what happened was that uh, Kashinath is playing uh, Sambhaji in the film. Ah, right. Yes. So yes. there, there is this some, uh, some, uh, some, some sense, some, some organisation. Uh, it's actually the illegitimate child of uh, some political party. I don't want to take names because they are not even worth it. Sure. So
0: sure. So what
1: they did was that they are self-proclaimed custodians of some historical figures, which they know nothing about. I mean, they are limited by their imagination, and they don't have taste, and they are all paid bastards of these organizations. Uh, So what they did was they tried to spread hate around this film and around this character and they said that we will sort of try to protest and do this and do that and we will burn the theatres and all that. Uh, And they complained to the Maharashtra government. So the Maharashtra government sent representatives to watch the film to see if there will be a law and order situation created or no. The people from the Maharashtra government saw the film, they loved the film, they found nothing, they found nothing... uh, worth cutting or anything that would create a problem and then those people had to shut the fuck up because they were on a paid propaganda. Now, we didn't resign, we didn't pander to them, we pushed the envelope and we did the legal thing and the, uh, would I would like to congratulate the government that the government stood by us. Uh, more than saying that it stood by us, it stood by the truth, the Maharashtra government, the the government. And here we are, you saw the film?
0: And lastly, a couple of recommendations from you, a couple of um, underseen quote unquote um, Marathi film and an English film that you really like and would like to recommend our listeners.
1: Like Hindi film, though I would say guide. And okay. I still feel it is undiscovered to this generation.
0: But okay. what a mad film.
1: Yes. Yeah, what a what a film. What a, film. a guide. Guide is that. Uh, Harishchandraji Factory. Yes, that was a nice film. Yeah. And it was not such a commercial, unfortunately, for whatever reason, it didn't get the kind of commercial box office that it deserved. I thought it is one of the greatest Marathi films ever made, greatest, one of the greatest.
0: It's a terrific film, no doubt. I even so liked his uh, the, the Hindi film that he made with uh, Ayushaman Kurana. I forgot the name of it, but it's uh, it's about a scientist. It's it's like a um, blend of sci-fi and uh, fantasy. Yeah, that uh, Hawaii. Uh, yeah, ha- Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii Zade or something. Yeah, that. Uh, it, uh, it was uneven, but uh, you know, I I really liked the audacity of it. And,
1: yeah. Uh, but there is one film which I would definitely want to recommend to people is uh, a film by the greatest director India has ever seen, Vishantaram. Uh, this is a film called uh, Admi. Pinshra? Admi, Admi. No, Pindra okay. is way Admi is a film in 1936. 1936 or 1937. It's about, at that time, it talks about a relationship between a prostitute and a cop which was again remade, remade, remade several times by so many other people. But what a classic film that was. And that yes. film was because V hated Devdas. He said because Devdas is an important loser and a generation of India will turn into a loser. So I need to give them someone with a man who has a heartbreak and who decides to survive and he decides to make a film to counter a film. See, imagine the art at that level. That I am not going to counter your art by making protests or by burning theatres. That is now. Those are the times we live in now. Stupid people. Those are the times when I feel as an artist amongst you, you made a film, you made a great film, but I don't agree with your film. No, I am not going to write about it in the press. I am going to make a film which counters your film. These are the wars. These are the wars of imagination. These are the wars of art. And that is what I love. And I would really recommend people to see
0: Agni. Fantastic recommendation. Yes, yes. And we were talking 1936. So, you know, that only tells us what kind of uh, progressive uh, voice Vishantan was. Absolutely progressive voice. Absolutely. uh, He was way ahead of his times. Absolutely. Definitely. That's a great um, recommendation. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate we got a chance to um, chat. And, um, you know, would love to hear about your um, forthcoming projects whenever you're ready. Uh, Maybe we can do another episode then.
1: Surely, surely. I would love to do that and really want to congratulate you that uh, you really did a great job in terms of the questions, some of the toughest questions that I've faced in the last six months. So and you did your homework well. So wonderful talking to you, man. Thanks a lot,
0: Abhijit. Yes, thank you, Manchu. That was my chat with Abhijit Deshpande. Ani Dr. Kashinath Ghanekar is a film which I believe is going to age well with time. Precisely for its honest portrayal of its protagonist. As I mentioned in the episode intro, I also appreciated Abhijit's brutally honest takes. Hope you liked it too. Do let us know your feedback. Any and all feedback is appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter at LoveofCinemaSF8 for podcast-related updates and my tweets on all things movies. That's all I got. See you next week. This is Imanchu, and like always, thank you for listening to the Love of Cinema podcast.